Welcome to The Daily Sales Show, hosted by Sell Better. Welcome back, everybody, to The Daily Sales Show. We bring you daily sales advice to help you sell better. I'm your host, Adrian Sea, and today we are here to talk about how to book more meetings in less time. We're going to give you guys a lot of goodies, especially around gifting. Every time we bring up gifting on the show, people have tons of questions. So we are going to make sure that we cover most of what we can today so you guys feel ready and prepared to get those meetings done in the least amount of time. Now, I would love to know, where are you guys tuning in from? Throw it in the chat. Love to see some of these. We're usually worldwide. Now, just to keep in mind, it is a 30-minute show. We do have a Q&A, but we, if we don't get to it, we just hold that question or ask me after the show, and I'll be sure to get you an answer. Oh, wow. This chat is blowing up. Love to see it, everyone. We got Jacqueline from, from London. Todd from New Jersey. Welcome. See a lot of Jersey in here, guys. Welcome. Lo- welcome. Great to have you. Robert from Denver. Great to see you here, Robert. We have someone from Kenya. Justice. Welcome. It's great to see you here. So love to see you guys blowing up this chat, and let's get into it. So who is our speaker today? We have Caspian Lukey. He is an associate sales engineer at Gong. And if you guys don't know, he has tons of sales background from his time as an SDR. How are you doing, Caspian? I am doing well, Adrian. Excited to be here. And uh, yeah, excited for the show today. How are you? Fantastic. I'm really pumped to get this going. So before we begin, we do this show daily, guys. Yes, daily. You're going to be able to grab hundreds of resources from plenty of different sales representatives and people who have just been there, done that in the space. Go ahead and check this out, sellbetter.xyz, or just scan this QR code here. Now, we wouldn't be able to do this without our partners, so a special shout out to Gong and Apollo.io. Gong is one of the best ways to record your conversation and see what is going on, where points of infliction happen, things that you should keep in mind. Gong is one of the best tools you can use for this to keep tabs on your meetings. And Apollo.io, if you guys want good insights on your on your prospects and where they're at, Apollo.io is one of the easiest and best ways to go about it. And of course, our drop of the day, we have Gong Engaged. If you guys haven't heard the news, Gong has released their Engage function. And what it is, is the ability to do outreach with AI embedded into it. Not sure what to write in that email? Gong Engage has got you covered. It will draft something up for you. And that way you feel confident into your outreach. So be sure to check that out. We're going to drop the link right in the chat. Now, what are we going to cover? But before I get into that, I want to know, who is in the room? So this helps settle the conversation. I see more SDRs. I'm asking SDR questions like, hey, Caspian, how can SDRs incorporate gifting? Now, if I see more frontline managers, I'm going to ask Caspian, hey, how can gifting be incorporated into teams and how can managers get started? So let me know. This is extremely important for the conversation. And lastly, be sure to switch your chat to everyone. Click that blue button for me and switch it to everyone. That way I see what you guys are writing. So let's cover this very quickly. So we're going to be going into how and where to get started with gifting. Five-step guide that Caspian has for effective gifting. And lastly, what do you do post-gifting? How do you follow up? How do you make sure that you can grasp your prospect's attention? Now, I'm seeing here that we have about 55% SDRs and 30% AEs. Caspian, is this a surprise to you at all? 
I would say no. I mean, uh, firstly, shout out to, uh, to all the SDRs in the building. Coming from the SDR role, I have mad love for everyone in that role and in any type of, of sales role, really. Uh, but I would say no. I think booking meetings is always top of mind for SDRs. And even as you move through, you know, maybe become an AE, uh, booking meetings is always key to generating pipelines. So no, no surprise, but excited to share some of what I found helpful during my time as an SDR. All right. I love to hear it. I'm already seeing some other former SDRs in the chat saying big shout out because we've all been there. We've all done that. So, <laughs> so let's get right into it. There is a five-step gifting guide that you have here, Caspian. Can you cover this for me? Yeah, really high level. So firstly, five steps uh, was what I found helpful in order to kind of build a repeatable process uh, out of all the different approaches I took. Firstly, identifying the prospect. It's important to know who you think is going to be a good candidate for your gift. Step two, choose a gift. And we'll get into this in just a minute, but there is a pretty deliberate approach that I take when choosing the right gift for the prospect I've chosen. Number three, find their address. We can touch on this a bit more, but whether you're sending it to their personal address, if you feel that's appropriate, or their office address, you want to make sure that the gift arrives if possible. Finally, uh, adding a note to the gift helps them connect the dots on who sent it, right? Helps begin to get your name in front of them and know that you were the person that sent that thoughtful gift. And then five, don't overthink it. You've done all your research. You've done the hard work. Go ahead and send it off. Love this. Love this. And why do you think it needs to be done in five steps? Is this just what you have found has worked for you? Or um, did you find this somewhere? You're like, oh, this is a good five steps. <laughs> yeah, this was really built out of my own experience uh, sending gifts. And I tried to, again, I tried a lot of different approaches. And I think that some of these steps have maybe multiple parts to them. But I don't think there's a need to overcomplicate things. Like, I overthink and overcomplicate things enough for myself. So having five steps that I knew I could come back to was helpful to uh, just make sure that I had that repeatable process I could follow that I knew over time would ideally lead to success. Okay. And when it comes to getting started, started, do you recommend reps start with a platform or do they just look it up, buy something on Amazon and ship it to them? Really good question. To be honest, I tried all approaches. I would say that if your company leverages a service like a Sendoso or like a some sort of a B2B gifting platform, that can be a great place to understand what types of gifts are already available. Um, Sendoso actually has an integration with Amazon. So you can send, you might be able to send a an Amazon gift through whatever uh, gifting platform your company uses. Of course, if your company doesn't use something like a Sendoso or a B2B gifting service, then you might need to take matters into your own hands and get creative just by using Amazon. And then maybe if possible, um, expensing it or, or if not expensing it, then kind of banking on the fact that you'll, you'll make money on the back end from the commissions you make. But I would say I've really tried it all. I've sent directly through Amazon. I've also leveraged Sendoso and uh, different things work well in different situations, I'd say. Okay. Now, what would you say to the people who tell you gifting doesn't work? Because I've heard it, you know, it's like, no, stick to, to the to stick to the basics, just cold call, email, and multiple outreach, and you will get that meeting. Gifting doesn't work. What would you tell them? Well, I would say that 
I would never have hit quota without gifting. So I think that certain gifts may resonate better and worse with different personas. I, I won't shy away from that, right? Sometimes um, I'm, I will speak in hypotheticals here, but maybe a VP of engineering won't be won't uh, be as like resonant or interested in a tailored gift as potentially like a VP of sales enablement or VP of sales is. But I think a lot of times, generally speaking, people talk themselves out of things without trying it. I thought when I was a new SDR, a similar thing where I was like, gifts seem gimmicky. I'm not interested in that. And that was before I started doing it myself and coming up with my own approach. So I would say, you know, whether it's gifting, whether it's something else for you, don't be afraid to try new things and lean in on what you feel your strengths are. So I always encourage people to try new things. All right. So for those of you who are looking to try new things, I'm seeing here Cecile in the chat. She's like, I'm an SDR. I have so much more activities than everyone else, yet I can't seem to book enough meetings. Maybe Cecile, you should try gifting out because it's more about the quality over the quantity, as Serene mentioned in the chat. You want to be able to have that personalized touch point that can really make a mark on your prospect, no matter how many times you've been reaching out to them, you know? So speaking of personalized touches, Caspian, you had a great point here that you want to choose the right gift, but how do you go about selecting that? Yeah, really good question. And I could talk for hours about this, but I know we don't have hours today. For me, I describe it at a really high level as there are three tiers of personalization that you can choose a gift to be. Meaning, you know, I have a gold tier, a silver tier, a bronze tier. And that just means gold is most personalized, silver is medium personalization, uh, bronze is the least personalized, but still tailored to them in whatever way you can. Number one, gold tier is when you're able to find information, as it says here on the slide, in their LinkedIn uh, bio, or if you're able to find an activity that is important to them. For example, if they played basketball in college or were a part of a society in college that they still either value, maybe post about occasionally, um, that can be a great opportunity for you to find, if you can, find a book or something related to that hobby or activity. And I'll actually take one step, let me take one step way back. I've tried sending different gifts, and I think that you could make an argument that different types of gifts resonate with different personas. Generally speaking, I like sending books, and as they cover a variety of topics, are relatively inexpensive, and also, um, generally speaking, executives like to read or or at least might think that they like to read. So sending them a book, sending them something that they can use and enjoy in their downtime and might help them learn something or is related to an interest of theirs, I found pretty effective in my approach. So I share that just to give some context that each of these tiers of personalization in my mind is a book that you're sending about different interests of theirs. So for that tier one, it's if they say, some people in their LinkedIn bio might say, when I'm not leading a sales team, I enjoy hiking with my family. You can send them a book on hiking, which you can really just do by searching hiking book in Amazon or on Google, and you'll find a, a plethora of uh, books that cover that topic. Of course, and some of the people in, in the chat might be thinking about this, not everyone shares a bunch of information about themselves. Not everyone puts their entire personal life online. So what do you do when people don't 
have those really obvious hobbies. Well, in that case, that's when I would take what I call that silver tier approach. So the majority of executives, regardless of you know industry or persona, a lot of executives on LinkedIn follow influencers, or I believe they've now been rebranded to top voices. I'm talking about like the Simon Sinek's of the world, Tony Robbins, uh, and Richard Branson, Brene Brown. The majority of these influencers or top voices have written books. So if you are a, if you see a prospect who follows Simon Sinek and you send that person really any Simon Sinek book, it looks like you are being very thoughtful and sending a sending a very tailored book to them. But the truth is, you can kind of rinse and re rinse and repeat that approach for a variety of people and it always uh it always seems very tailored and very personalized and that was the majority of gifts that i sent as an sdr were when those people don't have maybe all of their personal information online but follow an influencer so i send a so i sent a book written by an influencer that they follow all right i like this a lot and you really want to keep in mind the amount of effort you're putting into one of these, you know, from the most personalized, you're really doing the research, you're finding wow, camping, I got a camping book here, that takes time to find, but it could be worth it because that touch point is going to mean a lot to them. And the medium personalized where you're not going that deep, right? You're just going like kind of surface level, maybe they posted once about going biking, and you're like, okay, this is good, I'm going to send them a book about biking. Uh, this may be a tier two company, right? You're not sending these gifts to multiple people, just one person you think it could really hit the mark. And then lastly, that least personalized where you're just making a guess. You, yeah. This one could be done on maybe even a um, an industry, right? They, let's say the industry could be um, banking. You can send them a book but on banking because you're making an assumption that they are interested in this because of their industry. So, this is a great way to understand what bucket to put people in. Everyone, keep this mind. Keep this in mind. Rewatch this portion of the show because it's extremely important. Now, I want to hear from our audience. What does it come to when it, when are you using gifting currently? Right? Is this something that are you guys doing all the time? I want to know. Do you currently use gifting in your process? Simple yes, no. Maybe only to a couple people, or maybe you don't even know how to incorporate it. If so, let me know. Now, Caspian, I see in the chat here, a lot of people are asking about uh, what are you including in this gift? So I see you had an example here. Can you break this down? This is included in the gift when you send it off, correct? Exactly. So most companies, whether you're sending in like a B2B gifting platform or this example is actually coming directly from Amazon and you click the gift options button. I want my prospects or whomever is receiving my gift to be able to answer two questions really quickly. Number one, who sent this gift? And number two, why did they send it? I don't really, you know, here I have like a soft little small amount of information about my company. I would argue that that is something you don't, you can include, you don't have to, but most prospects should be able to answer who sent this gift and why did they send it? So in this case, right off the bat, I say, the, the blanked out portion is the prospect's first name. So if I was sending it to you, right? Adrian, noticed you follow Simon Sinek on LinkedIn, thought you'd enjoy this book, right? You already know why I sent the book. You just don't know who. Um, 
And then I make a little bit of a, it's not my best pun in the world, but I basically make a, a, a little analogy and say the books like your customer facing interactions, the real values inside, you handle the book, let go and handle the interactions. Honestly, you don't need to include uh, like information about your company if you don't want to, because that will be a more formal part of what I'll call the, the broader follow-up playbook, but you can if you want to. And you'll see that I end it with from Cask and from Gong. I do want them to know that the gift was from me, especially when they see that first. Well, we'll get into the follow-up steps, but as a follow-up, I do want them to be able to connect the dots as to who I am. So them seeing my name helps begin that process. Uh, but again, they should be able to answer who sent the book and why it was sent or like why, why that specific gift. Okay. I love this. This is great. If everyone wants a template for this, we have one for you right here. This is the exact thing that you'll want to put in your gifting. We're basically giving it to you on, on a silver platter. So be sure to be sure to screenshot this. It's the exact template that you can use for your gifting. Now, Caspian, I'm seeing this question pop up a lot in the chat. Mikhail is asking, wouldn't people think this gift was a bribe? And is there a boundary on what a gift should be and how much it should cost? Really good question. So I would actually say that's one of the reasons why I like books because um, they're not, you know, sometimes you hear about companies doing mass like $300 Bose headphones campaigns where you send people or, or I'm sure we've all seen those emails where it's like, hey, take a demo for a $200 Amazon gift card. Um, it's not my place to speak on the success rates of those campaigns. I, I don't know. I didn't choose. I never took that approach. For me, um, the book is just a way to break through the noise. We're going to touch on the follow-up process in a moment, but I would say that I can't control how someone uh, reacts to the gift. My goal is just to break through some of the other outreach that they're getting, and then it's up to me to help them connect the dots for not only you know who sent the book and why I sent the book, but then take a guess based on their um, role in their company. What are some challenges they're likely facing in their day-to-day -day role? And how does my company solve for those challenges? So I know we'll touch on that in just a moment in the follow-up approach, but I would say maybe truly like it's out of my control whether someone perceives it as a bribe. I hope they don't. And my goal of taking that more personalized approach rather than like a really expensive approach is to combat that, right? And say, hey, Adrian, like, no, I'm not coming at you with a thousand dollar gift. I'm coming at you with probably like a $12 gift, but it's relevant to your interests. And now I'm going to show you why my company can help make your day-to-day -day role easier, right? Solve for a challenge you're facing, but a completely fair question. Love it. And you make a very good point there. Um, at the end of the day, the only way to find out if a prospect has an issue with it is if they tell you. They'll set the boundary if it needs to be set. But overall, I think, Caspian, you you, dra you make a very good point about the, the books being just low enough in cost that it's like, hey, I'm thinking about you. And this isn't anything lavish. It's just more information than I think you would like, right? So it's just soft enough that it's more welcoming and they don't feel like you've gone to insane lengths just to get them on a meeting. <laughs> so it's great to see. And I'm actually seeing that a majority of our audience, about 69% says, no, they do not currently use gifts while prospecting. And 10% said yes. 16% said only to the top of prospects. 5% have no idea how to incorporate it into their process. 
So this is very interesting stats. I really think you guys should think about incorporating it. It's very easy to do and extremely useful. So you mentioned it, so we should definitely talk about it. The post follow-up, uh, post gifting follow-up, what do you like to do? Uh, are you mostly looking at email, LinkedIn? I see you got phone call here. How do you go about this? Yeah, really good question. So I take basically a three-pronged approach, but the timing of this is important. So, and I, I saw a few questions in the chat as to like, how do you know when your gift got delivered? Things like that. Regardless of whether you're using a uh, B2B gifting platform or Amazon, you should get a notification that your package was delivered. Again, similar to me not being able to control whether they view it as a, as a bribe, I don't know when people get their mail. So I try to give people a little bit of time uh, and give them till the following morning to go and retrieve their mail or whomever, maybe their roommate or their significant other goes and gets their mail at some point um, during the day it was delivered. So for the sake of this example, let's say a gift, I got a notification, a gift got delivered on Monday, Tuesday morning, I'm going to send out a follow-up email and I can touch on, I don't know if we want to move to the next yep. um, of the presentation, but here, basically the goal is to get them to open up the email and begin to further connect the dots around who sent them the gift. So subject line is super simple. If I sent you, Adrian, a Simon Sinek book, my subject line would be, did you get the Simon Sinek book? Lavender would probably, uh, I don't know how Lavender would score that, uh, like just specifically the subject line, but I will say it was very effective for that email being opened. Then it's up to you for having in this case, this four section, um, this four section email approach worked well, or again, hook slash, slash personalization, right? You're reiterating that it was you that sent the gift, right? Simon Sinek, I noticed you follow uh, Simon Sinek on LinkedIn, so thought you'd enjoy this book. Then why did you reach out? Why should they care? Here, this is more focused on their role in their company, right? So if you're a VP of sales, I'd say, um, you know, noticed that over there at JB Sales, your sales team's grown by 10% in the past six months alone, right? That's a little bit of research. Now I'm going to take a guess on a problem that you might be facing. As VP of Sales, I imagine getting those new hires up to production speed is top of mind for you. I'm taking a guess on a problem you might be facing, and then I'll talk about Section C, my company's value prop. How does my company solve for that issue of getting new hires up to speed? At Gong, focus is doubling down on best practices of your top performers and helping new hires ramp quickly, right? I'm tailoring my company's value prop to whatever challenge I'm I'm guessing that people in your role are facing. And then finally, I know call to actions can be controversial. I know sometimes people say, hey, you want to take a softer approach? I was always of the opinion that if I've put in the time, effort, and energy to send you a book to do thoughtful research that legitimately is relevant to you and answers why you should care, why not be bold in my call to action? So even on a first step email, I say, would it be completely out of the question to connect for 15 minutes later this week to unpack how we've helped other sales leaders ramp up their new hires, right? Of course, there's no obligation for the prospect to respond. Um, but even if they don't, it helps them continue to connect the dots that it was me that sent the gift, which helps in the later stages or in the following stages of this follow-up process. Amazing. Now, for those of you who are interested in what this looks like visually, this is an example we have here 
that kind of breaks it down, you'll see how he incorporated gifting into this follow-up email and why it was so important. Now, one thing I'm seeing a lot of people in the chat mentioning, and we do have to move on here, so I just want to cover very briefly, how do you find their address? Really good question. Two ways. Either if you don't want any subscription service required or anything, truepeoplesearch.com. Uh, again, that's truepeoplesearch.com. Like you put that in, you can just put in, um, you can either reverse search their phone number or look up their city and their name. And you would be surprised. It is like frighteningly easy to find someone's address. If you want to have slightly better information, uh, I would say whitepages.com is pretty good. I need to double check. I want to say their subscriptions, like, I don't know, like 20 bucks for a quarter or 20 bucks a year. Um, but that's whitepages.com. But both work very, very well. And again, it is like frighteningly easy to find people's addresses. It's, it's You can do it in like 20 seconds. So it, it doesn't require a lot of sleuthing. All right. Love it. This is very good. These are great points. Uh, kind of wild that you can find the address very easily, but... Hey, we live in a very digital world, so it makes complete sense. Now, the next portion that you want to do with your follow-up is LinkedIn. How do you use LinkedIn with the follow-up? Yeah, so LinkedIn is where, um, again, and I don't mean to sound like a broken record with connecting the dots, but some people are more and less active in different mediums. So there are people who might never open your email, which is why it's important that you leverage other channels. So on LinkedIn, I find my prospects, I add them on LinkedIn. And though I would say I am normally opposed to including notes in connection requests, I, I always say you better have a damn good reason to include a note in a connection request. And I think if you've sent a gift, that is a damn good reason. So if you've sent them a gift, and again, let's say I was prospecting you, Adrian, I would put in your first name and then whatever book I sent you. So Adrian hyphen, hope you're enjoying the Simon Sinek book, smiley face, Caspian. What that does is for you as the recipient of that connection request, if you accept it, you for sure know it's me. Like there's no mistaking that you know that I sent you the gift. By that same token, if you decline it, like, and, and you can see if you've added someone and they've declined, you're able to see that they've declined because you can see you can send another uh, connection request. Like if they decline it, okay, good to know. Like you're you're able to test the waters and you know that they might not be open to a conversation. But normally speaking, they would accept it and either they would respond directly from that connection request message or it at least opens up that other channel of outreach. Love that. Love that. Now, I'd love to see how this looks like in practice. Uh, I see here that you messaged this person. Um, hope you're enjoying the crew book. And it looks like it was very well received. Yeah. And again, it's like there's no call. It's not even a call to action here, right? Which is the crazy part. But I, I would say it's because you do all of this pre-work so that this is the easy part. And so I can't tell you how many examples of this I had where people accept their connection request and say, yep, let's chat, right? And then it's just scheduling. All right. Now let's touch on phone calls. This is the last one you like to do. What do you like to say when you get them on the phone? Absolutely. So I know I call it out here, but um, let's say they don't respond to your email. They don't respond to LinkedIn. You got to do the scary stuff. You got to pick up the phone, right? My goal again is to help, is to let them know that it's me that sent them the book and that that's also the person they're talking to as quickly as possible. So I say, you know, again, if I'm calling you, I'd say, hey, Adrian, this is Caspian calling from Gong. Sent you that Simon Sinek book. Hope I'm not catching you at like the worst time humanly possible. And then I pause. I just shut up, which is sometimes tough for me to do. 
But you'd be surprised how many people, once you let them know you sent them the book, if you've done all of your thoughtful research, if you've sent them that email and you've added them on LinkedIn, they might not be able to chat then and there, but I cannot tell you how many people said, hey, Caspian, love the book, can't talk now. Uh, how about we set up some time for next week, right? And it's absolutely, uh, it's crazy how easy the buy-in can be. Now, of course, if you're an SDR and you haven't done your qualification around the company or around the persona, make sure you do that once you get buy-in for the meeting. But a lot of these people, given the level of depth of research that I had and that some of these people were um, companies we'd prospected into maybe a few years ago, I had a lot of good research on. So the qualification process was easier. But of course, always qualify prospects. You want to make sure you get credit for those meetings you're going. Of course. All right. Now, Caspian, since we're running low on here on time, I wanted to ask, where can the people find you? Yeah, great question. Uh, I'm happy to connect with anyone as a follow-up to this. Uh, find me on LinkedIn is best. My first name, Caspian, C-A-S-P-I-A-N. My last name, Lukey, L-E-W-K-E. I love gifting. It was a huge part of my approach as an SDR. And uh, yeah, if you guys like goofy memes, I also post like silly memes on LinkedIn about sales. About right. Right. And we have time here for one question. Uh, very quickly, Todd asks, any concern about company's policy about employees receiving gifts from vendors? It's a good question. I would say that I ran into challenges with gifts less than, like I could count on one hand the amount of challenges I ran into with gifts out of the like tens or hundreds of gifts I sent. Um, I don't think there's any way you can know. That, I don't mean this is a cop out, but there's no way you can know without trying it. So I would always say like, take the risk. If they can't accept it, normally they'll still express gratitude and say, hey, unfortunately, I can't actually keep this, but really appreciate the thought. Regardless, you're getting a response from a prospect and they know you have taken the time, effort, and energy to do research on them, which again, can open up, open up some really interesting conversations. Great, great answer. Very true. You just got to try in order to find out. Well, Caspian, thank you so much for your time here today. This has been a fantastic conversation. Thank you to everyone who's engaged in the chat. It's great to see you all here. And you got to incorporate gifting into your process. And lastly, before the show ends, we will have a survey for you at the end of the show. Be sure to fill that out. Give us some feedback. We really take it into consideration. Thank you, everyone. It's great having you here. And we'll catch you on the next one. Peace.